this episode contains explicit language, so listener discretion is advised. Today on the podcast, we're discussing female fecal incontinence. Such important work. It's like the crazy ant in the attics of geriatrics. Doctor, let me ask you, do you consider flatus in your terminology? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, I, I too believe that we should just stick to the laws of liquid and gas stool. Especially when expelled from the rectum, yes. Flatus, no. Yeah, do you have sound effects? Do you have cheers? Do you have anything? Because... Ladies and gentlemen, back by popular demand, the popular Xanax, and it has it if you can. Xantac. It's the boyfriend! Hey, hey, hey. Okay, now we gotta do a thrill. That was your intro. Hey, hey, hey. No, I gotta think of something good. Creepy substitute teacher. Um, I feel like it was definitely more structured. Okay, I want to play a game. Okay. And I'm going to Google it. It's going to be, are you smarter than a fifth grader? I'm going to ask you. No, because that show was notoriously hard on purpose. What is the surface area of a cube that is three inches high, two inches wide, and four inches long? Six. Fifty-two. <laughs> Square inches. Okay. What kind of star is the hottest star? A nebula. No, it's a color. What color? White. No. Blue. Oh, I thought maybe. On the periodic table, what element is represented by the letter NA? Sodium. Yes. The Mediterranean island of Corsica is part of what European country? Croatia. Brent. A hummingbird can fly backwards, true or false? False. It's true. God! What constellation contains the Big Dipper? Uh, Orion's Belt. No, it's Ursa Major. So the consensus is that, yes, I'm not smart, smarter than a fifth grader. Okay, your turn. Primary greenhouse gas emitted through human activity. Carbon dioxide. Correct. How much is 14 times 5? 70. You're also very good at math. What country has the longest border with the U.S.? Canada. These are so easy. What the fuck? Third largest trade partner of the U.S.? Mexico is my final answer. Do you think this is interesting? We're just, you're just yeah. giving me flashcards. Yeah, well, the first time I think I got too drunk because I was nervous and I was slurring my words. So this time I'm less drunk, but probably will still slur. Well, I do appreciate you being, I appreciate your candor on this podcast. Yeah, sure. We here at uh, Insufferable Millennial are very non-judgmental, that's for sure. Yeah, I think that's why I have to be <laughs> a guest star instead of a reoccurring cast member. If you want to. To have a recurring role, you have to prove yourself to production first. All right, well, start your interview. Kim Richards could be the first one to tell you that. And Camille Grammer. She's been a friend and not a cast member for like three seasons by now. Mm -hmm. Well, I am Lisa. (laughs) Speaking of, you know who I miss? Adrian. Which brings me to our first segment, Dr. Dubrow. Uh, speaking of Adrian, she was married to Paul, who no. his associate is Terry Dubrow, who's on this show. Yeah, that's a terrible segue. I love plastic surgery. 
That's a pretty good segue. We'll go with that. Plastic surgery? Yeah, I'm a big advocate for it. I would be an advocate for plastic surgery if I knew that I wouldn't go overboard and end up with like the stretched out face and the blown up lips and the really pronounced. Well, I hope someone would stop plastic surgery face. I mean, I, I would stop you. Oh, I mean, where I, where would you stop me? Would you stop me well, what do you at want? my third nose job? Would you stop me at my second eye lift? At my chin reconstruction? Nope. Whatever you want to do. You can do it. That's him, and he can do it. Botched is not one of our favorite shows to watch here, but for some reason when we go to my parents' house... Because it's, it's all always, there is to watch there. My parents' DVR, there's such a stark contrast between what my mom watches and what my dad watches. Yeah. And it's, it's like... It's like uh, Hitler's wartime stories <laughs> or like, Botched season two. Barefoot Contessa, Summer's in the Garden. Hitler's last stand. Where is he now? Like, my dad's a total Hitler conspiracy theorist. And you're a perfect mix of both of them. <laughs> Summer's with Hitler in the Garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. Have you seen that advertisement for an upcoming botched? Maybe it's already aired. But the woman had a skin graft on her face, and they put a piece of graft from her pubic region, and her face was growing pubes. Yeah, I've seen, I think, on Facebook, but I've actually never seen them botched. You know what? Like, I have to shave my face every day. (laughs) It was just, like, a random island on her cheekbone. I don't know how picky you can be in certain circumstances, and I think there's a big difference in what... Americans think they deserve versus what they can get. And do you think she consented to having her pubis put onto her face? I'm assuming yes. I'm assuming she didn't wake up with a vagina on her lip and didn't know about it. (laughs) I'm sure they knew they were taking the menorah and stretching it over. (laughs) The menorah, is she Jewish? (laughs) I don't know if you remember any early 2000s reality TV shows. Yeah, I was a slut for reality TV shows. The genre was uh, just starting out, and so a lot yeah. of networks were very experimental with what they could get away with. Yeah, probably more real back then than now. It's so PG or politically correct now. My family and I, we had like a three-day block where it was like Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. They were all one hour. The grand prize was always a million dollars, and love was always tied into it somehow yeah so a formula was created very quickly for all of these networks because it was abc it was fox yeah maybe nbc all the networks are entangled in this i'm a very mtv kind of early 2000s kid like flavor of love i love New that's York. love based those yeah, I'm telling ones. you those ones, but like, yeah, I like the challenge, the real mm-hmm. world, all those ones where it was reality TV, but not always love. And those competition shows would try to push love storylines, but it never really went anywhere. Like, it wasn't no. as good as the competition. Itself. I like the really cheesy love shows, like Next, and where they had to get on the bus, and it was like Next when they stepped off the bus, or Room Raiders. Room Raiders was so dumb. Or the one where they had to go on a date with their mom. And the mom set up. I, I forgot about the mom one. My mom, and I'm sure my dad, but he didn't really say anything, did not approve of me watching those shows after school. And like, not in like I was forbidden, but like every time they saw it, they would like make it very well known that they didn't approve of it and that it was something I didn't need to be watching. So like, I would always try and hide if I was watching next. 
yeah, my parents too thought that it was just garbage, which of course it was, but yeah, but look at us now. And all they watched were like cops. Like, okay. And it's, it was just fun. It was kids my age. Well, a little bit older. Next. All the guys would be in like Abercrombie polos yeah. with the collars pop. Like, I'm Greg. I'm 19. I'm definitely not gay. I and they'd all be gay. And it was so fun to watch as a closeted gay kid in high school. Because the guys who would be waiting on the bus would always be doing gay shit. No mm. matter what. Did you ever watch uh, I Love New York? Yes. I think still to this day, my all-time favorite, all-time favorite. Anything with her, Tiffany Pollard, was my favorite. And her mom used to be on the show. Yes. And there was this one, and it was like New York goes to work or something, and every episode was her trying a different job, much like that Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie season where they had to get little jobs, and they got paid based on how well they did. There's a pretty well-known meme of her where she's like leaned against a tire tractor and she's like is it worth ten thousand dollars <laughs> hell yeah and she gets <laughs> up and <laughs> carries on so funny new york is so funny yeah uh, i love new york flavor of love rock of love daisy of love mm-hmm. so many just trash trash yeah i didn't shows. like any of them really what did you, you say like about any- kid rock what was his kid rocks no it was uh shit Rock of Brett Love. Michaels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from it Poison. Rock of Love. Always had a head yeah, band the bandana on. on. And like halfway through the season, he's banged like half the girls already. They're already and then all they're, pregnant. And in their confessionals, they're like, so he definitely loves me the most. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the tacky challenges they had to do like to win love and stuff? And it, like mud wrestling and uh, pie eating. Always. I always thought I would, I would definitely have gone on one of those shows. Don't you think? Even to this day, what if you applied for The Bachelor and they said, okay, come on, what would you do? Am I The Bachelor or am I a contestant? You're a contestant. I think I'd rather be The Bachelor than The Contestant. Well, that would be very hard. So I think I could make a name for myself pretty yeah. well. I think you could fake it. And yeah. I'm talking heterosexual Bachelor. Oh, God, no. I cannot you couldn't fake it at no, all? I could not. That's actually one of the TV shows that I wanted to discuss today. It's called Playing It Straight. Okay. And it was Fox seems to be the network that was most experimental with all of these in the early 2000s. Definitely pulled more punches than any other network. And this one was uh, revolved around a woman seeking love from a group of men that they bring to this ranch where they can all. It's very Bachelorette-esque. Yeah. But over half of the men are gay. Okay. It's her trying to find love. But what we are actually seeing is the gay guys trying to compete to out with the girl. Yeah. Because at the end of the competition, if she falls in love with a straight guy, they get a million dollars. And if she falls in love with a gay guy, he wins a million dollars. What about, are there real straight men? Yes. And are they also looking for love or do they know that they don't win anything anyway? They're in on the gag. Okay. They're in on the patch. Do they get any money? If Jackie picked a straight man, they would both split the money. Okay. Okay. So that's one reason that the early 2000s, these shows were allowed to get away with that because there was no scale for what I do love the concept. And I think I would, I'm the kind of person that would absolutely try and go (laughs) teaser 
until I want a million dollars. A million dollars? Speaking of, episode three of The Insufferable Millennial is now streaming. And what a treat it is. So the next reality show, The Swan. This, yeah, I've heard of it. This was women who applied to be on the show where they're surrounded by each contestant was assigned a panel specialist, a coach, a therapist, a trainer, cosmetic surgeon, and a dentist. So you're pretty much, you have to have fucked up teeth to get on the show. I guess that's just for dramatic effect. That could be a scale, right? Like fucked up teeth. You could yeah, have a sure. not straight smile to missing. And over the course of three months, they would not only get cosmetic procedures done that they wish to have done because they view themselves as ugly. They view well, themselves I've as, seen them. as ugly ducklings. And the before and afters, I'll put a few of them up on the Insufferable Pod Instagram. Ding! Save for later. <laughs> and the before and afters are really dramatic in some cases. And granted, the befores are always like poor lighting, gray, yeah. frumpy. They're frowning. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, Completely un, uh, unflattering. And the afters are like push-up bras and makeup and suck in, smile. You also notice that a lot of those girls are not overweight, really. Maybe like a tad bit over the skinny model weight, but none of those girls are big that I saw. You're, Yeah, you're right. They were all pretty much the same body type because that's easy in three months to turn Right, up. I'm just saying, yeah. A lot of like, even my own insecurities, and I'm not fat, but like have to do with like pudgy cheeks or whatever. And that's not something you really like can fix that quick. But I, I think it's a good show. You said that some girls auditioned to be on the show. And the point is, like, it's not like they're out there in a mall calling you ugly. The Swan has become probably the most infamous or one of the most inf infamous reality shows because of its themes and because of how invasive it was, yeah. I guess, in these women's lives. I guess what I want to know is, did they continue their therapy after they were on the show or did they only supply their therapy for their time there? Probably just their time there. Do you think it was okay to run that show? Problematic, yes. In what Do way? I think? Well, these women are obviously very vulnerable and they are being given this opportunity not only to be on television, but also to have all of their wildest dreams come true. Mm -hmm. That weight you have, gone. That crook in your nose, gone. Thin lips, who hurt her? I don't see your point. You put women in this position where they have all these perks and they're saying yes before they really know what they're saying yes to. Like the pain of so much plastic surgery and the identity crisis that I assume you have when you look in the mirror. Because they genuinely look like two completely different people. Yeah. I, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's definitely the, up to their discretion and they definitely signed a waiver that yeah. legally says that. What about like um, the way it promotes, I, I don't want to say it promotes plastic surgery, but it gives you the idea that if something's wrong, it's pretty easy to fix. It glorifies it for sure. And I don't really have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with glorifying that there is a possibility to fix something. And if, and if, Someone has a kid, then I feel like that's more of a parental job to filter what their kid sees, like parental blocks, et cetera, et cetera. But don't um, kind of take it away from the rest of us because I enjoy the show and I enjoy the drama and I enjoy seeing how happy they are afterwards and all that stuff, even if it's fake. It makes me happy. And the thing is, what they're doing is just what Kylie Jenner did 10 years later under the parental supervision of Kris Jenner. Mm. Kylie's biggest transformation came when she was 17. It's like, you know, women women can do whatever they want 
no one's questioning that. But then if they make a decision, we're like, oh, that's not a good role model. Women can get stuff done. Ah, yeah, I say ah. cut and dice away, ladies and gentlemen. Did you like my Hillary Clinton impression? I didn't. I missed it. I'm sorry. Well, hey there, Justin. It's Hillary Rodham Clinton. Ah. Uh, <laughs> no, you look uh, like you're just impersonating that lady. Kate McKinnon on yeah. SNL. <laughs> you look, you're like impersonating her, impersonating Hillary. You don't look like Hillary. Pretty much all of my impressions are just me impersonating someone, impersonating yeah, someone yeah. else. Yeah, I'm a hack. What's what do you think is your best impersonation? That's genuinely off to another stoning, girls. <laughs> Alfred, um, yeah. pick up a stone. <laughs> I can't think of any. The last reality show that I wanted to touch on called My Husband's Not Gay, brought to you by the Learning Channel, TLC. Is that what that stands for? It did at one point, oh. but then they officially just changed it to TLC. There's no oh, yeah, I didn't that. acronym. I think once Honey Boo Boo came along, they kind of realized, yeah, we got to fess up. Where is she now? I'm pretty sure she's like in high school or something. <laughs> One time in my school, we were learning about um, people with big necks and like what risk it imposes. And the, they were on a slideshow like in front of the whole class. And the first picture that popped up was her mom. And I was like, how would you like to look at this throat? And it showed oh, like what God. her throat would look like if she were lying flat. Because you can't really see it because of all the fat. Yeah, because it's just like waist down. Like if you're on your back and you're laying flat, her throat was like completely closed. And it just looked really weird. What a completely terrifying, unrelated comment. The show My Husband's Not Gay follows it's four mormon couples all living in salt lake city of course and they're openly talking oh, of course well because salt lake city is the mormon capital of the world you know they have their own real housewives like, now i knew this it's men who i think in their community were being ostracized and made fun of yeah and are they open about it in everyday life i mean if you're willing to go on national television and talk about it i think you're probably safe to be open in your small town about it do you think they got a lot of money or was it like fame they were after? Maybe more of an understanding of their lifestyle. I mean, you have to call it a lifestyle because they're openly admitting that they're attracted to men, but they just don't. Yeah, they just on. can't be gay. Um, but they, they believe in polyamy, correct? Am I... Pol polygamy. Polygamy, yeah. Polyamory. Polyamory. Anyway. Is, is that a stretch or do they actually believe in that? No, they do. Okay. Hmm. That's hypocrisy for sure you're saying that you can love multiple women but not your same sex well sure there's tons of issues. have you ever hooked up with a mormon uh, not that i'm aware of i don't think i have either bottom line do you agree with the show being on air whenever this aired in 2015 there was a change.org petition that drew over a hundred thousand signatures asking for it to be pulled because According to them, according to the quote, TLC is sending the message that being gay is something that can and ought to be changed or that you should reject your sexual orientation altogether. Um, no, I don't think I agree that it should be pulled from the market per se. I'm not offended by it, you know. I'm not either. And I think it's the same as with the swan. If the contestants are complicit and they've obviously signed a contract stating what's yeah. all going to be said and discussed, I think it's just the risk that you have to take whenever you get on national television. Can we so, talk about Free Britney? Yeah. Do you believe it? Well, for those of you, we'll give a quick 
Yeah, and you go uh, for it. A you quick synopsis for those of you not in the know. Free Britney is... Free Britney from her dad, who supposedly like exploits her talents and has this court order that anytime she you know, messes up, breaks his contract that they have, that he can punish her in whatever way. And there's proof that he's like punished her. And I believe it. Her son finally addressed it on his own Instagram account. Apparently, he went live and was sort of in agree. He was in agreement with the Free Britney movement. It was yeah, I didn't know this. Apparently, the father assaulted one of the children allegedly. Her dad, their mm-hmm. grandpa. Okay, right. And so after her son went live to talk about it, Britney then made a statement saying that yes, it is her own personal musings whenever she posts on Instagram, like those really awkward videos of her just like walking down the hallway with yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte Russe outfits. <laughs> They're weird. Yeah. And, and I think maybe makes... that is her because she's, she can't be that brilliant. Well, right? I mean, what personality are you able to really form for yourself yeah. if every decision you're not able to make yourself? And I mean, she's been through so much and not to mention, you know, it doesn't take that much of a drug abuse problem to like start some kind of psychiatric problem, whether it be schizophrenia, whatever it is, like people have problems from minimal amounts of drug abuse. Like it could have sparked some weird psychological disorder. And I think she's messed up from it. There's that video of her doing an interview and she's in like a short blonde wig or hair but she's like, I really do like Pepsi. I really do. Yeah, I really do like Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi. I mean, Pepsi. I mean, Pepsi. Pepsi. It's just regular, regular Pepsi, regular Pepsi. Yeah, right. It's like, it's like she looks so amped up and it is easy to assume that, yeah, she's probably on drugs. But maybe she was just really nervous about interviewing and then getting I think punished for the interview. Too. I mean, that could easily be a mental disorder, right? Like, yeah, so, I for mean, sure. It could just be, I feel bad for her, but damn, she's a good artist. For Pride, her message for Instagram was, you bring such hard articulation and passion to everything you do because of you i've had some of them <laughs> and then her you know her husband and then she's she that married. forced like she's married. married no i, I don't know, know. married married uh engaged dating someone like who's know. the guy some hot trainer or something oh no you think he loves her now i'm wondering who knows now i'm wondering if whenever she posted earlier this year it was like um, so yeah, I burned down my gym and that's all I have to say about that. Not wondering <laughs> if that was supposed to be code. Like her fans were supposed to decode some message that she was trying to give us. Something's wrong. Please help. I thought it was random when Evie oddly pulled up her dress in the finale of Drag Race last year and it said Free Britney. And I was like, what a random movement. There's people starving. And now we come to realize that she's been emotionally manipulated for decades. What do you do? What do you do to fix it? Take it to court? I mean, plus, on I it, believe she's mentally unfit. No, I mean, everyone's mentally unfit. But we passed her house on that mm-hmm. tour. Well, all we saw was the front gate. But anyway, and it was a bunch walks. of. It was a bunch of numbers in LA and it was a bunch of numbers for like advocacies for conservatorships, etc. Well, I just, I just want to thank you. No, oh, I'm going to thank you. You go for it. This I'm, has been, I just want to thank you so much. Oh, for absolutely. It has it been a true a pleasure of mine. A dream. All day. You talk about a dream. I'm it was begging, a dream for begging. me too.